praise God. So thanks for joining me again on this episode of the Upper Room. You know, it promises to be a great one. You know, a wonderful time in God's presence. You know, another time of fellowshipping with God, another time of encouraging ourselves in the Lord. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. So these words of encouragement like this should not be scarce in our lives. That we may know how to put our lives you know, onto wisdom. The Bible says there was a time in Israel that the word of the Lord was scarce. It might be difficult for people to know the will of God, to do things right, to get direction, you know, to know what they are supposed to do, to understand times and seasons. Okay. But things like this, words of encouragement like this, helps to build us, helps to energize us and give us direction. Or even communicate the mind of God to you. Or confirm the things that the Lord is laying on your mind. So I ask that as we continue in this, you know, in these words, that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. As we are about to share His word again, we ask for light. Light. The Bible says that He sent His words unto Jacob and light upon the whole Israel. That the word of the Lord that will come to us will come as light in the name of Jesus. He will light our candles and enlighten our darkness. In the name of Jesus, we have direction. We understand the will of God for us. We know His mind for us. In the name of Jesus, our lives are changed. We become better. No, we we become better. We are depicting His image. In the name of Jesus, we are becoming who He has made us to be. Father, we worship You. Thank You, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. So on the last episode of the Upper Room, we saw the importance of guarding all that the Lord has given us. We saw how it was important for us to keep with all diligence all that the Lord has blessed our destinies with. We saw that one of the strategies of the devil is to steal from us, you know, to steal, to kill and destroy. And, you know, when he is able to steal from us, you know, his strategy compels him to put something on the table, to offer us something with which he can gain access into our lives when we accept his offer. So we looked at how Esau despised his birthright and how he was displaced from his position of authority because of a meal. How an act of disobedience led mankind out of their comfort in the Garden of Eden. So for whatever things that were written in the scripture, you know, the Bible says that whatever things that were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So on this episode, we want to look at a few other examples. Another example from the scripture, that we may put our hearts to wisdom and not for victims of the devil. Scripture says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. For as a prince, you have power with God and men 
you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. These are facts about you. So, a fact that must be established is that you have enough than what you currently possess. You are worth more than all you have now. The scripture says it has not entered the heart of man, but not the devil. The fact that men don't know about it doesn't mean that the devil is unaware. Even when you are totally ignorant of it, the devil knows about your great destiny in Christ and is doing his best each day to abort it. So let's start considering a man named Reuben in the scripture. Genesis chapter 49, I'll be reading from verses 1 to 4. Genesis 49 from verses 1 to 4. The Bible says, And Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together, that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Gather together and hear, you sons of Jacob, you my sons, and listen to Israel your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn my might and the beginning of my strength the excellency of my dignity and excellency of power but unstable as water you shall be you shall not excel because you went up to your father's bed and you defiled it so by virtue of position Reuben, Reuben represents everything that is excellent it represents excellence in strength in power in dignity in stature in prosperity and all jacob his father was telling him that this is who you are this is who you are supposed to be you are supposed to be mighty you are supposed to excel in all things you are supposed to be stable and firm having power and authority over your lands and your brethren but this shall not be again this shall not come to pass again why this cannot be again because you went up into my bed and you defied it. So for a pleasure of few minutes, you lost your inheritance. You lost your position in Israel. You gave the blessings of your generations away. Of course, Reuben was aware of his position as the firstborn. He knew that, okay, no, they were Jews. He was entitled to double blessings among his brethren, but maybe unaware, you know, of the of other things that, you know, as touching his destiny, those things that Jacob was saying, that you are you are excellent, you are stable, you are supposed to be this and that. He might be unaware of these things. So, because the knowledge of these things might have and for me, the knowledge of these things might have helped him to say no to sin. I said help, that it might have helped him to stay guided. Because even if he knew and still went ahead to defile his father's bed, he would still have lost the blessings. So what you know about your destiny is not as important like what you do with it like what you do with your destiny. It is two different things. One helps the other, but what you do with your destiny, you know, matters most. You know, Christ was telling the devil, as it is written, men shall not live by bread alone, 
Christ knew a lot about his destiny, what he was sent here to do. And more than the knowledge, he was acting on it. He was acting on the word of God. He was aligning himself every day with the will of the Father. So what you know about your destiny is not as important as, as what you do with your destiny. So knowledge is great. In fact, it is a form of power. But it cannot replace the place of choices. It won't stop the consequences of your actions. So God is telling you that eyes have not seen the things he has prepared for your destiny. Men have no understanding of these things. More than what you can imagine or dream of, he has made you to be. This is what should happen to you. That you are great, you are excellent, you are prosperous, you are a king and a priest to him, you are his own special people. A chosen generation called to show forth his praises. But do you know what you do with your life matters? You see, a few years ago, God was telling me, God told me that you lost virtues, graces, opportunities, anointing on the altar of sin. That any time you fall into sin, you lost treasures. Things you've suffered to gather. Things that took God time to build in you. You lost them on the altar of sin. So you frustrate God when you give in to the devil. You despise his finished works whenever you fall victims of the virus of the devil. So you see, the same thing would have happened to Jesus if he fell into those temptations of the devil or when the flesh was overwhelming him. If he gave in to the flesh, his great destiny would have been thwarted. So he might, he might have required God to do something else to save us. So God is not partial. And that's why Christ is a perfect example. Because he was just like us. He was a man like you and me. And as the scripture says that no temptation has overtaken you. Except such as is common to man. And God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it oh thank you father for your faithfulness that we have hope that in all these things we can choose to say no there's a provision for us not to make the right choice there's a provision for us to make the right choices to say no to say no to sin to say no to flesh there's a provision for us scripture says that those things were written that through the patience and comfort of the scriptures we might have hope we can see that we have hope we have choices we have we we, we have our part to say no so the devil will not just come on us and just take us like that we have the choices we have the power to say no to sin we have the power to say no to the to the to the beatings of the devil so we can choose not to fall we can choose never to lose our destiny to the devil we can choose to walk in the finished work of christ we can choose life over death we can choose christ our savior 
We can choose to walk in His light. We can choose to be God's sons and daughters. We can choose to be heirs of His kingdom. What is your choice today? What is your choice in all that you go through every day? Choose Jesus. Choose His will above yours. Embrace His love. Embrace His voice. He loves you and He cares for you. So you can choose. You can choose every day that you are faced with something. The Bible says when Jesus was teaching us how to pray, He says, you know, deliver us from temptation. So every day when you pray, you, you know, you, Jesus has prepared our mind that every day you are faced with one temptation or the other. But you can choose to say no. You can choose to say no. That anytime the devil comes to you like a flood, you can choose to lift up the standard of God's word. You can choose to lift up the standard of the spirit of God. You can choose to say no. You can choose not to trade your destiny, you know, with a morsel of meat. You can choose not to trade your destiny for a few minutes of pleasure on the altar of sin. You can choose to say no. You can choose to fulfill your destiny in Christ. You can choose to manifest all that the Lord has given you, all that the Lord has created, all that the Lord has provided your destiny with. You can choose to guard. You can choose to guard your destiny with all diligence. You can choose to say no. I pray that the Lord will help you. The Lord will help you to make right choices every day. The Lord will help you by His word, order your steps by His word and His spirit, that you know what to do in the name of Jesus, that as you go every day, you hear a voice behind you telling you this is the way to go. This is the thing you need to do. You have the understanding of times and seasons. You know what to do. You are not confused. You do not walk into error. In the name of Jesus, you receive the strength. You are strengthened by might in your inner man. In the name of Jesus, you know what to do. The Lord is helping you. The Lord is upholding you. In the name of Jesus, He's teaching you what to do. He's teaching you to say no to sin. In the name of Jesus, He's frustrating the plans of the wicked, the plans of the enemy over your life. In the name of Jesus, you are free indeed. You are free from all the strategies of the devil to steal, to kill, and to destroy your destiny. You are free. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, we bless you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. So join me next time on this, on this podcast and remain blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye.